following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another exciting episode right here inside the Jackal's Head. That's right, folks, we're live inside my kooky little skull on public streaming network, PSN Radio, PSN TV. Welcome everybody watching and listening on this beautiful January 24th, 2021. We've made it four days into the Biden-Harris misadministration. So far, the bombs have not gone off. But yes, folks, the wrath and the carnage has begun. We have a lot to talk about. i got a few clips to play, and hopefully everybody's sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying the mood, because it's going to be a heck of a show. i got no guest on. I wasn't even really supposed to go on, as a lot of you know who follow up with the show. Uh, normally, I take this month off from doing live stuff, so I don't really book January all that often. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I wasn't planning to actually go live, um, but I said, ah, the heck with it, I'm going to do it uh, just for the hell of it, because I, I, there's a lot to talk about. This is not your typical year, as we all know. We just got uh, done with probably the hardest lesson that we've had to learn in a long time, and that is that... Uh, we're being uh, destroyed. This country is being taken over. Radicalization is in. And right now, uh, we're being silenced. And that's our lesson. Our lesson for the year is how to stay silent, how to stay locked down, and how to be lied to to our faces while they destroy the country. You see, the media has uh, manipulated everybody's mind over the last four years to think that Trump was the evil enemy of the world, when in contrast, evil does have a face. The Joker has a face, and that Joker is now in the White House, and it isn't Trump, unfortunately enough. So with that, folks, I want to, you know, again, thank you all for being patient, because it's going to be a long four years that we have to deal with nonsense like what has been going on. Uh, there's all kind of fallouts already, as uh, some of you know. Uh, the Biden misadministration is being impeached also. Uh, Ms. Tyler, uh, I believe her name is uh, Tyler Green, I believe. She's new to the scene, but she's a Republican, and she's already issued articles of impeachment uh, to uh, Mr. Joe Biden. And... Uh, as this happens, we're, of course, now uh, being told that February 8th is going to be the initial date for the Trump impeachment 2.0. Now, the funny part of here is the Constitution lays out that you cannot impeach a citizen under any grounds uh, once they're private citizens. Now, uh, he is, of course, a former president. So they're going on at this as we're not trying to remove him from office. What we're trying to do is prevent him from taking future office since he was a sitting president. This is unprecedented, pun intended, because it's never happened before. We've never had this kind of issue where in our country we've literally had 
a witch hunt for four years, and after the president is uh, wrongfully eliminated from office, let's just uh, say that way, because you know YouTube has regulations now, and Facebook has their regulations, and all these other video outlets which we're streaming to live have their regulations. So I don't want to step on too many toes and get myself completely x out of here. But I will say this. We, we're we at a time now where anything we say is going to be held against us. So we got to watch out everything that is said from here on out. We are their enemy, and uh, they, they're going to use their powers to silence us. And this uh, impeachment uh, 2.0 of Trump is to silence him and the movement that he's put together. And they want to call it Trump's Republicans or Trump, uh, Trump's America or whatever. Uh, there's 75 million voters that voted for this guy, uh, including members of Congress and whatnot. And one of the clips that I'm going to play tonight has a member of Congress, a little known voice named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which a lot of you know probably as the village idiot. Not kidding. I mean, that's practically what she's uh, known as these days. Uh, anything she says is either racist or stupid. So I have a clip on her also, which I'm going to play. I got three or four clips only uh, to uh, show you guys really quick stuff, uh, which I think is uh, needed to kind of do the narrative here because uh, this is a, a sad you know, week in America. And yeah, I don't want people to just take my word for it or for things. Uh, because one thing that gets lost in a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of, you know, these kind of shows is that people think, well, yeah, the information's cool, but is it legit? You know, where's it coming from? So when I start telling you about certain things, don't just take my word for it. I'm going to show you clips uh, when I don't have, uh, you know, guest booked. Uh, it'll be a, you know something that I definitely refer to. Now, if you guys want to join... The show tonight, you can get at me through Skype. It's very simple. Look us up through PSN Radio or uh, look me up on uh, on Skype. Uh, I think uh, you can also look up, uh, if I remember right, PSN Radio, uh, Public Streaming Network, uh, just Angel Espino. Uh, you can find me there probably also if you look that up. Uh, you know, anybody who's already on Skype, if you guys want to join in on the call, text me on Skype, and I'll, I'll add you to the uh, to the call here, and uh, we'll you know we'll put you on air. Uh, but I do have clips that I wanted uh, to play, uh, which again are I think indicative to what's going on. That you know, the first I'm going to get to the uh, the stuff that's going on with with our guards uh, men, which this is embarrassing, folks. Uh, National Guard, uh, as you know, were used during the inauguration of uh, Joe Biden. These National Guards, folks, are protecting the life of Joe Biden. So how does he reward our good, you know, soldiers? Oh, he sends them to go sleep in a garage far away without any preparation, nothing. Just go sleep in a garage. No, No bathroom, utilities, nothing. That's the commander-in-chief, right? That's your uh, your new president. Now, this is a real president. Donald Trump provided stay at his hotel for any service person and any police officer who wants to stay for free. 
during these, you know, days of their uh, station out there so they could have a place to stay so they don't have to stay at a garage. So he opened the doors to, ho- to his hotel, which is in Washington, to service folks and guards people so they can go there. Think about that. That's a president who we had for four years that the media destroyed and called him all kinds of evil things. And he's still looking out for our good folks in the National Guard's people, military, and police officers. Joe Biden, on the other hand, this is what he did this week. Executive orders, right? One of which has already cost uh, 12,000, 11,000, 12,000 jobs on day one. We're four days in. It's going to be close to about 30,000 jobs when it's all said and done, folks. Not to mention the millions and millions of dollars which was going to bring into revenue into these uh, cities and areas over the course of the next decade. That's all gone also. On top of that, we're talking about billions of dollars which are already in the infrastructure of building these pipelines. Out the window. Billions, right? Now they have to add more billions to remove the pipeline because Joe Biden doesn't want to have it there. You see where I'm going with that, folks? Now, if that wasn't bad enough, this pipeline, remember, goes from Mexico, U.S. to Canada. This is a big uh, thing that Trump, uh, you know, put a lot of thought and effort into uh, getting passed and... The Keystone Pipeline deal is huge. Uh, not only is it going to cost what's already, what already went over that cost, but you have three countries involved here. It's going to cost Canada and Mexico a lot of money also. Guess who they're mad at now? The U.S. They're already calling out Joe Biden, who said he was going to be for the union, right? Well, he's costing union workers a lot. Not to mention eh, how many thousands of truckers which were going to be dependent on the pipeline. We're not not even discussing those jobs yet. Just in the pipeline, we're talking about 11,000 jobs on day one, 30,000 total working on the pipeline. And truckers. Maybe 50,000, 60,000 jobs total now. Hmm? That's in Joe Biden's America. And you have to think about this. Uh, one of the push that they're going to have uh, on society in the next three years is to convert to electric cars more. And you, you're seeing all these big companies that are starting to switch over, uh, not just following the Tesla model, but they're starting to look at Electric vehicles as a uh, more you know a, a, a way for the future of transportation, which is all fine and dandy. Electric cars are making a big improvement, and they're great. Here's the problem, though. How do you make electricity, guys? Currently, fossil fuel, right? Right. You need, you need crude oil. We're not at a level yet where we could have, say, solar panels give us all the electricity that we need to run the world. We're not even close to that, okay? We're also not at a level where we have any known technology 
they can replace fossil fuels. We, we're not there yet. Okay, we're maybe 100 years away from that, maybe 50. With the science and technology that we're aware of, not getting to some conspiracy, UFO, uh, secret technology, or any of that stuff. I'm well aware there might be something there. But, you know, that's still up for debate. Let's, let's talk about the here and now, what we know about, right? How are you going to replace crude oil, fossil fuel? How are you going to run cars, even electric cars, if there's no way to make electricity? Has Have these people thought about that at all? I mean, windmills, really, that's your, your big uh, technology? Windmills, which kill birds and bald eagles and all kinds of things because they fly right through it. They don't, they don't know what's going on. They, they, they don't know the propeller is going to kill them. By the way, that's on video. You can look that up. There's tons of windmills that go fold. You know, they, they get damaged uh, on a yearly basis because birds literally, like, fly right into them. The bald eagle, which is our, you know, our national eagle for the country, has had many, many eagles die because they ram right through that thing. They don't know any better. Next thing you know, they're chopped liver or chopped eagle. So what alternative energy does the Biden-Harris misadministration have to really supplement the loss of fossil fuels if if this pipeline is stopped where are we going to get the crude oil oh 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 you know where venezuela that's right folks this is going to enrich venezuela and communism arab countries are going to benefit from this also we're going to now be dependent on them again Remember when Trump used to say that we're finally energy dependent on ourselves and, you know, we're no longer dependent on other foreign countries? And he kept trying to hammer that home that we're energy independent from other countries now, that we're sustaining our own energy, we're energy free finally from, you know, these third world uh, companies that are crippling or countries that are killing us? Remember that? Forget that. We're going back to that. So now... Your gas tank, which has been relatively cheap for the last four years, right? Your, your gas, you know, it's here in Florida. I mean, during Trump's administration, we had two dollars, dollar ninety, two dollars, two ten. You know, it was on average around there, which is fine. I don't mind paying two bucks a gallon. Since the last four days, it's gone up to thirty cents already, and that's just the beginning. By the end of this year. It's going to be three bucks a regular gallon. By next year, four bucks regular gallon. So, how is that benefiting the American worker? How is that benefiting the American person, the citizen of this country? It's not. It's hurting us. Not to mention the billions that he wants to spend now in bringing down the wall, which costs billions to put up. You see how backwards all this crap is? Right? Instead of just leaving what's there already and finishing the job that's already been 
paid for by billions of dollars. No, 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 stop it. Let's get more billions out there to not tear it all back down. And we get to pay the bill. We, the citizens, the suckers, you, the idiots that voted for the Biden-Harris misadministration, all 30, 40 million of you, because that's really what it was. It wasn't no 80 million. We know there was a <clears throat> incident at a, a bathroom in some uh, swing areas, a certain swing state, uh, which had an incident that caused them to shut down and then mysteriously votes were cast anyway when everybody was told to go home. And that uh, and eventually won that swing state. And when they tried to bring it up to court, you know who the judge was uh, who didn't want to see the uh, case? Stacey Abrams, sister. Gee, you think there was uh, any uh, shenanigans going on in Georgia? Huh? In heavily Democratic uh, counties? Like the ones uh, that are ran by Keisha Lance Botton's lobotomy? Folks, uh, look, I'm not trying to get into any conspiracy nonsense because I don't deal in conspiracies. I deal in facts, okay? And facts are more people in some of these states voted that are registered voters. That's a fact. And they all voted for Biden, by the way. Another fact, and this is something that a lot of folks have a hard time dealing with, when they keep telling you, oh, they looked at it and there was nothing there, so they tossed it out. No, judges refused to look at evidence, including our Supreme Court justice, which really was a big letdown. They refused to even look at the evidence. What we had, we had a, a couple of uh, proceedings which took place in front of a kind of a Congress light type of setting, which was uh, local state Congress type, uh, uh, you know, uh, hearings. And, uh, you know, they presented evidence. Even the, the some of the mayors and the governors of these states said, yeah, there's, there's shenanigans going on. That's why you had 20-plus uh, states that said, yeah, we're going to join in on this lawsuit. Which, again, at the end of the day, a, you know, a Democratic judge and uh, the, uh, the, the SCOTUS, Supreme uh, Court justices, uh, refused to even look at. So when people tell you, yeah, there was nothing there, that's why they, they didn't, you know, proceed to to anything in trial. No, they just they didn't want to look at it. One thing is to look at a case, have an actual case, and say, okay, there's something here. Let's look at it. And then at the end you say, well, we looked at the evidence, there was nothing there, we had a proper procedure. That's fine. If you look at the uh, the evidence and you see nothing there, okay. But if you refuse to even look at the evidence, you can't say that there was no evidence. You can only say that you turned a blind eye to evidence. And I think that really is what happened. And now we're we're stuck with this misadministration, uh, which hoaxed, conned their way into office. And they're costing us already millions and millions of dollars in job losses. Uh, again, billions in uh, infrastructure damage, when, which now we have to, you know, undo. Uh, which w- was uh, something that <laughs> we have to undo something that it was going to benefit the nation, folks. All because Joe Biden 
is a puppet to communism. And they want to, of course, pack the courts. They want to pack the Supreme Court justice. They want to pack the, uh, uh, you know, they want to not only pack the courts, they want to make uh, Puerto Rico and D.C. states. They want to make it so, in other words, conservatives never have another uh, say in anything. Right? On top of that, they also want to tell us who we can and can't vote for because now, of course, it's not just about impeaching Trump because they already are talking about a 14th Amendment in case the impeachment 2.0 fails. Oh, nasty Nancy Pelosi has another thing up her crusty sleeve. A 14th Amendment to try to get him to you know, make sure he can't run again. The witch hunt is going to continue, folks. They're going to keep trying over and over and over because they're afraid of the truth. And the truth is that he stood for a free country. Everything that they tried to demonize him with and blame him for is the same crap that they've been doing. It's it's a it's called magic. They're illusionists on the left. With one hand, they give you what do you want you to see, while the trick and the magic is happening on the other hand, the illusion, the misdirection. Okay, and the misdirection is blaming everything on Trump, the impeachment hoaxes, keep you completely preoccupied with nonsense while China was having uh, this virus uh, outbreak, right? And Trump tried to warn us. What did they tell us? Oh, he's a xenophobe, racist. He doesn't like the Chinese. He hates the Latinos, Chinese. He hates everybody. He's a neo-Nazi, for crying out loud. Even though there's no evidence or proof of any of that. On the contrary, there's actually proof that he's not a racist. Look at the Ellis Island Award that he won uh, years ago with uh, Rosa Parks and uh, Muhammad Ali. The Esther Islands, uh, is it Esther or Ellis Island? I think it's Ellis Island Award. Either way, it's an award given for civil rights. Gee, what a racist, right? What a horrible human being, even though he's the one that's opening his hotel to our good guards people and, and our police officers. Who have been stationed out in D.C. to protect Joe Biden, of all people. If he was such a, a loved new president, why does he need all the protection? Anybody wonder that? What is Joe Biden afraid of? Seems to me like he's awfully scared for a guy who just had a record number of voters. He should be elated. He should be right now on top of the world. But, you know, he's probably sleeping while he's on top of the world. Sleepy Joe. I mean, it, it is embarrassing, folks. Right now, we are literally the embarrassment of the nation. Uh, we're the joke of the world. Not the embarrassment of the nation. We're the embarrassment of the world, I should say. Uh, we've literally become a, a joke to this uh, great world of ours, this little planet called Earth. And it all has to stem with a horribly ran election, a horribly ran uh, inauguration. It, I mean, that was embarrassing. 
And to think that people actually uh, thought that, you know, was well ran, it, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, there was like almost nobody there. In fact, I think there was more people at uh, Trump's rallies uh, than at the inauguration. Uh, in fact, I think there was more people rioting in Seattle that were present, and I'm talking about the same day, by the way, because there were riots in Seattle while Biden was being inaugurated over in Washington. So, and I think there were more people there than there were at the inauguration itself. Think about that for a second. How does that happen? The most popular man in the history of the presidency, Joe Biden, who got 80 million votes, if you want to believe that had less people showing up than at at a riot in Seattle. I mean, does that make any sense to anybody, or, or am I somehow alone on this one? Because to me it seems, well, seems like uh, we've been lied to. I mean, it almost seems like, uh, yeah, we've been bamboozled. Uh, what's the terms here? Run amok. Uh, you know, Plymouth Rock didn't land on us or we didn't land on it or whatever you want to say, whatever the, the euphemism you want to use, it, it, it smells awfully bad. It really does. And the poor folks that are really having to deal with this, again, are the union workers, the truckers, the everyday common folk. Uh, who not only needed this uh, Keystone Pipeline, but the many other things that this Joker is going to destroy. And it, it just, I mean, we're four days in, folks, and we're already talking about billions in losses. And with this $2 trillion package, they're giving billions back to China, Russia, and Iran. Our enemies, why are they giving them money? Hmm? I mean, let's talk about that for a second. Why are we giving our enemies money back? Now, of course, when Trump was in office, the big trade agreement that, that he did with these countries was giving us billions in revenue, right? So all that the Biden-Harris misadministration is doing is making it so all that money that we took in is going right back to them. How does that get for the United States? Mind you, we're paying for all this stuff with our own taxes. So we're getting crippled in taxes here. Now, if you the funny part is if you guys look up the what's trending on like Twitter and a lot of these places are are you know hashtags that are dealing with people having you know a second thought about the election they're having uh you know uh, uh buyer's remorse. Yeah, well, a little too late now for those who actually voted for this nonsense. 
and it's going to get a lot worse. And when a lot of you that actually went in and voted for Biden or sent in your, you know, your mail-in ballots or whatever, which, by the way, that's how they, I think, really rigged this whole thing. I do think there's a lot of shenanigans with machines, you know, uh, Dominion and all that stuff. I think there's something there. But I think the real rigging was the mail-in ballots because you could easily put together put together in a few months uh, 30 million ballots and just have them all, you know, bombarded in there, which I think that's what happened. I think he legit maybe got 30 million votes, and the rest are just magically, you know, uh, conned with these million ballots. You know, when Trump got people to go in and vote for him, real people shut up. Like, we went and, and voted in person. I'm alive. I won. I voted in person. I didn't die from COVID. Still here. Now, how did that happen? I thought that all you know, if you voted in person, you're you're going to die. You're spreading the disease, right? That's what they told us. Can't do it in person. It's bad for the. It's bad for the the virus. No, you're going to spread it. Super spreaders. Every one of you, you're evil for voting in person. But I voted in person. I'm still alive. Thirteen people that I know have had the virus. I've said it over and over again. Thirteen. Now one dead. And I honestly don't even think that 13 of them had the virus. I think most of that is inflated numbers. Because as we're finding out more and more, we have being lied to. In fact, I have a strong suspicion that Dr. Fucci was lying to Mr. Donald Trump, now citizen Trump, ex-president Trump. I think Dr. Fucci was lying to the president the entire time because he's, I think Dr. Fucci is a big sellout. And remember, he worked with the Obama administration. He's been working uh, in this stuff for years. And I think he loves the fame. He loves uh, all that stuff that comes with the glamour of being on TV and involved and all that. And since the media was crucifying Trump, notice Fucci's actions as he saw where the media was going. And, and notice what he's saying now compared to when he was working with Trump. He's a two-faced. He's a hypocrite. Well, masks okay, the masks are not okay, well, lockdowns are okay, well, lockdowns are not okay, well, hydroxychloroquine is okay, well, it's not okay. The guy doesn't stick to one story, no matter what. You think I'm taking the vaccine? Hell no. Now, Trump is not a scientist, uh, and I know the vaccine came out at warp speed and all that stuff, and he's very proud of, like, the Operation Warp Speed, getting a vaccine out to the market. But he said something very important early on. He was not at ever going to mandate a vaccine to be taken. This is a, it was going to be up to you, the public, if you wanted to take it or not. And he provided you other options and alternative that you could do yourself like hydroxychloroquine and other things um which by all means has worked for months uh there you know there's the uh, the whole thing with a pack that they put together for uh actual treatment of the virus which was working for a lot of folks so there's alternative uh, to the vaccine which works you know look herd immunity it's something that we all are going to go through 
uh, when it's stuff like this. We have to face the fact that the more we interact with each other, the more this stuff comes and goes, and, you know, our genes take care of the rest. Not only your Levi's, by the way, or your Zika Verici's, for those of you stuck in the 90s. I mean, your genetic code. It takes care of this crap out and cuts it out, right? That's called er, that's called herd immunity, for those of you who don't know about science. And, yeah, that's a real thing. If not, we'll be dying from, like, stuff that we didn't have vaccines for billions of years, you know, for the last billion years. But we don't. Why? Because, again, herd immunity. Unfortunately, if there is such a virus going around, some people are going to die. That's just a fact. But I don't think, you know, this right now, even with the inflated amount of cases we've had in the U.S., it's under 1% or around 1% of people that actually die from it. So that means this kills 99, uh, it kills 1% out of 100%. So there's 99% of people that have no issues going forward without a vaccine. 99% of people that live. So why are we shutting down economies? Why are we shutting down and mandating masks and mandating vaccines now? That's what Biden wants to do, mandate the vaccines. And it's not even just the Pfizer. They want to mandate, uh, you know, the other vaccines also, which are scarier, like the one that uh, Bill Gates is working on. Think about that. The only ones who are going to get rich off of that are the big corporations making this stuff. Where are the guinea pigs? We don't know how this stuff works, right? Huh? But it's mandated. We're going to find out. How about those patients that are, are you know, uh, suffering from Bell palsy and side effects? Everything has a side effect. You ever seen those late night commercials where they talk about, oh, if you have a prostate issue or you have, uh, you know, leaky gut syndrome, you could take X pill for whatever your symptoms are. But it, these are the side effects. Might cause internal bleeding, heart attacks, whatever. Right? It could be for anything. You could have bad gas tritis or something, right? You need, oh, you need something for your gas. Take some medication for it, but it might give you anal bleeding, you know, uh, anal itching or whatever anus-related uh, symptom. Maybe even worse. Might even kill you. Is sometimes the cure better than the, the itch itself? Or, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I'd rather just itch than have the cure-all. Because the cure-all comes with a lot of side effects sometimes. And when you're talking about a vaccine that's being at warp speed, you know, chances are it might have some side effects that are long-term. So there's uh, ample evidence to show that maybe young people should not be uh, vaccinated uh, because you don't know the long-term effect. You don't know if they're going to have repercussions later on trying to have kids or anything like that. Uh, so there's a lot of issues there. Um, there's, of course, elderly folks that are at a certain age that they maybe should not take the vaccine because it might kill them, literally. Like, um, you know, so there's, there's, I think, a very small window of folks that you could actually use as a guinea pig. Um, but, you know, it, certain people that are guinea pigs of a certain age group. Right, you can't just put a seventy-five, eighty-year-old in there and say, "Well, yeah, let's go ahead and vaccinate this eighty-year-old." Why? They're eighty. 
chances are, and I hate, you know, sorry, uh, old folks or their 80s and 90s, chances are your time here is limited. Most people start, you know, dropping off when they're 80, 90, 100, you know, let's be fair. Not all of us get to live that long. Some of us drop off a lot earlier. Rest in peace, Tupac, 25, you know, but that's a different story. But, on you know, all, all seriousness, you know, the vaccine itself, it can be very dangerous. So while I, I do think that uh, we have to be cautious uh, about taking it, and we have to be understand that there there might be side effects. I don't want people to get scared and, and start conspiracies and all of this stuff. That's why I had the whole uh, video with Tiffany Dover was put online that I, where I made that call to the uh, hospital uh, to find out a little bit more information. Now, people that know me know that I, I'm I'm a big I'm a bit skeptical when it comes to things, and uh, I try to really like ration out what I'm about to do. And I wanted to get, uh, you know, both sides of the equation here when it came to what happened with Tiffany Dover. So when I made that phone call, I was expecting what I got, which was, she's fine, there's nothing there, you know, she just had a side effect. I was expecting that answer. So I put the video out there for multiple reasons. One, I wanted to see the reaction I was going to get online, which was typical people started hating on me for putting that out there as a debunked rumor, and at the same time, I wanted to get feelers from anybody who might want to, like, you know, either contact me from her camp or anything like that, which so far nothing of that has happened, Uh, but I immediately did get attacked from people who thought I was a lunatic for assuming she was alive, which is kind of funny in itself, because, I mean, you would want to hope that she is alive and well, right? Now, my personal opinion um, is that she's probably either very ill or maybe deceased. Because I have seen absolutely no movement from her social media since uh, the event happened. And the only thing that we've had uh, from her uh, uh, was the video that had the you know them all at the staircase. That's been the only, uh, so far... Uh, evidence that she's alive. Uh, we've seen no video of her speaking publicly since the day of her injection. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of hokey stuff going on there. I hope she's alive. I hope she's well. Um, I hope that the hospital didn't lie to me. But if they did, they're on record as lying, which is also very important. And that's important to me because I know I made that phone call. I know I made it to the, pri- to the proper people. I know it was an authentic phone call. Um, there's no conspiracy behind that at all, not for my part. But now I want to see what happens in the fallback that happens from that. So that's a, a big deal. But let's go back to what I was talking about earlier with this uh, pipeline. Because like I said, I do have audio from this. I, I don't think uh, that people understand just how serious this is. I mean, you guys think that uh, it might be me exaggerating a bit here, but I'm not really, uh, I really, I mean, this is, by all means, probably, <laughs> and, and you're probably saying, oh, come on, how seriously could it be? But if you, if you really take a look at what, what this signifies, this is telling you right off the bat that Joe Biden does not care about the American worker. 
Joe Biden does not care about living up to his promises. Joe Biden does not care about anything that he said that he was going to do to benefit America. Joe Biden has no plan going forward to do anything beneficial but hurt this country. That's all he has plans for. And after a few days already, we're already into this mess. So let's uh, check out the clip and uh, let's uh, pray for the best. On Joe Biden's first day in office, he killed thousands of American jobs. Joe Biden killed hundreds of Wisconsin jobs. You're talking about 10,000 jobs in the $80,000, $90,000 an hour range that are gone. Joining me now is Andy Black, president and CEO of the Association of Oil Pipelines. Andy, I know the Canadians are up in arms. They've already laid all this pipe. I don't know. Are they, what are they going to do with all that pipe that they've already laid down and all the technology that's already in place? How much in terms of job losses are we looking at here? And then we're going to get to how much money is taken out of American pockets. Uh, before Wednesday had ended on President Biden's first day, 1,000 people who had been working were told they won't have jobs anymore. Another 10,000 American union jobs uh, were expected. Uh, they expected good paying jobs that could support a family, provide health care. Those won't happen now. Well, Andy, it was showing the video of what the area around the pipeline looks like. Uh, and some of this is in Canada and other parts in the United States. But what happens with all of that infrastructure, Andy, that's in place? Well, it's a symbol of a wasted opportunity. Americans would benefit from that pipeline bringing uh, Western Canadian crude oil down to America, where it's turned into products that we use every day to get us where we need to go. Now it turns out that money was wrongly spent. And by the way, Joe Biden, I should say, is bragging that he's going to create all these great union jobs. Watch. When I think of climate change, I think about jobs, good paying union jobs. Union workers have been holding this country together during this crisis. The middle class built this country and unions built the middle class. Andy, those were all in the past month. Do you think union members who voted for Biden feel like they've been just hosed here? This is a president who said he wanted to be the most pro-union president ever. Yet on the first day, 11,000 American union workers knew they weren't going to be able to build. Uh, build back better means build. Well, Andy, the cost to the average American family, I know these are hard numbers to always quantify, but in terms of energy costs and our desire to be energy independent, which obviously this gave us an incredible boost in an already strong energy sector. But what does this mean to the average family? Is it, is it like a blip or is this significant dollars? Americans don't want to have to pay more for energy. And they, when they go to the service station to fill up with gasoline or diesel, 
They want to know that that fuel is there. Uh, now we have a question about whether we can expand pipeline capacity as we need for the fuels that we use in our daily lives. Uh, when we get this economy going again, people are going to be wanting to take trips to go see family in the car, take flights on vacation or see their relatives. We need to make sure that as our demand for energy grows, we're able to have pipelines bring them the fuels that they need. Without enough pipeline capacity, you either have shortages or you have higher prices. Or maybe we're all looking forward to having rolling blackouts like in California. Apparently, that's the gold standard, Andy. Just the government gets to decide who has energy and when. Maybe we can do odd and even days at the gas pump like we did in the late 70s under Jimmy Carter. Andy, great to see you tonight, and we hope we can somehow turn that around. But people have to know what they're getting into. Uh, people, 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 people. She said her best thing. People got to know where they're getting themselves into. And I wish you people would have known what you were getting yourself into when uh, all 30 or 40 million of you actually voted for that clown. Uh, now, the video clip that started there was about the service people you saw. They were being treated. Now, you also saw the Keystone Pipeline video, how it, the fallout after day one. I mean, you don't have to take my word for it, folks. Uh, I'm going to keep hitting you with nothing but hard facts. And, and that in itself should convince you that what is happening here is a complete uh, takeover of this country. Radical takeover. And not just uh, of businesses, unions, and the infrastructure, but our minds are being manipulated, folks, by the media. Our 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 conditioning has been to destroy and hate this country by the not only the media by academic this is why when trump was in office he wanted to make sure that we started teaching kids correctly again about proper history how to like love this country uh because for a long time we've been you know having this blind eye to how uh, you know the the schools have been teaching our kids leftist, Marxist agendas. I'm 43 now, and I remember when I was in high school, I was dealing with this kind of stuff. I remember being taught by leftist socialist teachers. I can still name some of them off right now, who when you look at their views now, you're like, this is a socialist communist. What are they doing teaching our kids? In the 40s, 50s, and 60s, you know, when communism was, you know, really looked, and as a bad thing in this country, uh, if you were associated at all with communism in Hollywood, they would you know completely they do away with you. The movie The Majestic with Jim Carrey covers that. I mean, wh- how we've gone from that to this? How do we go from 9/11, where we knew who the supposed enemies were, to now our president's in bed with the enemy, where Congress is filled? With the same people that supposedly attacked us on 9/11, both both the official narrative of 9/11, right, and the conspiratorial narrative of 9/11, finger or more, or more or less the same kind of people. You know, the the conspiratorial like to use the Bush administration as uh, part of the inside job, but we're we're still talking about he worked with. The same people that supposedly brought down the towers. And now some of these same people have their people within Congress and Senate and are part of the takeover of this country. You know, who do you think uh, Ilan Omar 
Ilhan Omar and Rashila Talib and all these fraud squad members belong to you. I was saying this over a year ago, the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, China, Iran, Russia, the Soros, all these, you know, different entities have all, like, gotten together to orchestrate the takeover of the United States, like they did to Venezuela, they've done it to Cuba, and they they do it to every other country. And this is the big one. This is the, if they could take over the U.S., the New World Order takes over, folks, and that's what's going on here. You're witnessing literally the rise of the New World Order. But see, the American people are a lot smarter. That's why, uh, they, yeah, they control the, the Senate, the House, and the White House right now. The, you know, they, the Congress is, you know, they control everything. But by slim margins, they have to rig elections. Oop, did I say that out loud? Oopsie, sorry, YouTube. They had to um, have irregularities in these elections in order to win. And I was saying this a couple of years ago, a year ago, Georgia was going to be a major player in all of this, and I was right. Georgia was a major player in all this. Again, folks, go listen to my podcast, angelespino.com. It's all there. I kid you not. But let's, uh, let's not forget and lose track of what really is important. We have now a Congress, uh, that is hell-bent on destroying not only the moral fabric of this country and the Constitution itself, but they're writing laws like, you know, whatever they want, as they want. Think about this. Joe Biden, who's a real career criminal, Okay, in a real career racist, we've known that he's been a racist his whole life. Even when he was picked by Obama, he said something racist. He said Obama was the first African-American black person that's been on the scene who spoke well and was articulate and dressed nice. What's he saying about other black folks? That y'all don't speak well? The y'all smell bad, that you don't dress nice, that you're not articulate. That sounds racist to me. Very racist, actually. And ironically enough, Obama, who is half white and Muslim. Yeah, because, you know, you don't get a name like Barack Hussein Obama if you're Christian, folks. I'd, I'm sorry, There's go down the, the history of Christianity. I guarantee you nobody's called Barack Hussein Obama who's Christian. Other than Barack Hussein Obama. And he's, I don't think he's Christian. I mean, there's enough evidence that he uh, not only was indoctrinated by Muslims, but he trained with a, a Muslim Brotherhood. His own brother said so. By the way, his brother voted for Trump. Turns out his family's a lot smarter than he is, I think. Just saying. You know, brother voted for Trump and all. Um, man, it's sad. We got four years of this crap. Unless, of course, a miracle happens and uh, somehow, uh, somehow, uh, Biden gets impeached. But then we have Kamala Harris, 
to look forward to. And that's a nightmare on Elm Street right there. So that's no fun. And if she becomes president, who who will be her vice president? Oh, nasty Nancy Pelosi. Well, that's Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That's no fun. So who would be in charge, uh, let's say, Kamala and Pelosi decide to, like, you know, make a run for it. And then Pelosi says, you know what? I'm on the 25th Amendment, uh, this chick here after two years, because I don't like uh, Kamala Harris. I'm going to bring in somebody else. Who could she bring in? At this point, she could do anything. She could bring in Hillary Clinton. Could we be facing at least two or three years of the first administration that didn't get one vote because of the president who's holding office? If that happens, think about that. If Kamala Harris somehow becomes the president of the United States, right? It's not like people went and voted for her, okay? She, n- nobody liked Kamala Harris. She did so bad in the Democratic uh, nomination that they booted her off stage. Literally, they booted her off stage. So nobody voted for Kamala Harris, but yet she's getting like treated with this sweetheart attitude in the media. Like they, they love the fact that she's the first African American black woman to be the vice president. Well, here's the little known fact. Now, I'm no gynecologist uh, here, but in the continent of Africa, okay, it's a big place, it's not a country, it's a continent with a lot of countries in it, there is no country called India or Jamaica. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm a deplorable, but I'm not a moron. Um, How does she get away with calling herself African-American? Huh? How is that even possible? No Africa. No Jamaica. No Africa. No India. Right? They're, they're, they're not in the same place. But somehow she, she's been saying for months and months and months that she's African American and she's running for president and now she's of course the vice president. Then you say, well, you know, Jackal, you know, she's at least black. She's the first female black. No, but hold on. India. They're not black people. They're, they're Indian, right? So that's false also. She's not black. Oh, but she's from Jamaica as well. As you know, her parents, her dad is Jamaican, you know, and her mom was from Jamaica. Well, her mom is from Indian ancestry and her dad is from Indian ancestry. Her mom was actually born in India. Her dad, well, born in Jamaica. I think he's a third generation Jamaican. His family dates back to India. So, while born in Jamaica, Indian descent. As often I've spoken about this, I've been in Jamaica six times. I've been in Jamaica. I've seen the island in and out. Very diverse. It's not just a bunch of like tree hooking black dudes who smoke pot all day, Rastafarian. That's the narrative you're fed, but that's not what Jamaica is all about, uh, you know, all over the place. While there are Rastafarians who smoke weed, that happens. It's, it's there. It's not all that's there. Jamaica has a lot of diversity, believe it or not. I worked for a Jamaican Asian guy I've talked about on the show before, Chris Chin, right? Funny enough, Chris Chin, I and mean, he was Christian, but 
His name was Christopher Chin. We called him Christian, which he loved. Uh, looked a lot like Jackie Chan. This is about 20 years ago when I worked for this guy. No, actually, yeah, about 19, 18 years ago. And um, looked like Jackie Chan, spoke like Bob Marley. Think about that. That's I know it seems funny, right? But guess what? There's a huge population of Asian J- Jamaicans in Jamaica. They've been around there for generations. He was like the third or fourth generation of Chinese Jamaican. I was shocked. I had no idea until I met him. And then a few years later, I became a travel agent, traveled the islands, and I saw for myself, and I was like, holy crap. It's a lot of Chinese people in Jamaica. I would have never thought that. And I'm talking about Chinese. Not Korean, not Japanese, not, you know, from another part of Asia. No. Chinese Jamaican. Directly from China. Okay? We had another kid that worked with us named Barrington Wong. Also Chinese Jamaican. I'm pretty sure he's on Facebook. He's you know, a very cool dude. He was into hip-hop and, like, uh, was really... Uh, he was, like, 20 or 21, I think, at the time. So he's probably, like, in his 30s, 40s now. Um, so he's a little bit older, I'm sure, and, uh, matured since then. Uh, we all have, it's been almost 20 years since we worked together. Uh, it, man, time flies, I tell you, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I think back and I'm like, it feels like just yesterday when I worked with these folks, and now, like, all these years have passed, and we've had all, you know, the, the administrations we've had since, from the Bush to the Obamas, to Trump, to now this Joe Biden misadministration, and really the only administration that I could think of in my lifetime, uh, 43 years that I could think of that, uh, that have been prosperous, uh, when it comes to economic wise, was the three and a half years of Trump before the, the Chinese bug kicked in. Three years of, of Trump. I mean, under Obama, I did horribly. Under Bush, it was a disaster. I mean, economic-wise, for most of America, we, you know, we were, we had our civil liberties trampled with the Patriot Act, and you know, 9/11 happened, and and then Obama came in and said, "Yeah, we're going to orchestrate change. It's going to be great and different." And then it was just an extension of the bad Bush years. Clinton before uh, Bush was a disaster, and I th- and I thought Clinton was going to be great when I saw him play the saxophone on our city hall. I was like, "This is going to be great." We finally have a guy that we can relate to. Turned out he was nothing more than a criminal. And he beat, of course, Bush Sr., which was just a war-hungry, like, disaster, walking human disaster. Uh, ain't gonna do it, thousand points of lights. By the way, that means the Illuminati. That's a thousand points of lights he was talking about. The Illuminati lights. All thousand points of lights out there. They're all... Illuminati. Conspiracy or not? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Before him, we had the eight years of Reagan, which were, you know, I was a kid in the 80s, and I remember Reagan, and uh, Reagan was very funny. Um, good in a lot of ways when it, when it came to a lot of the stuff that he did, but also failed uh, the country in a lot of ways with the war on drugs and a lot of the things he did, which were uh, not very kosher. But Overall, I'd, I'd give him like a B minus as a president. Uh, I'd give Clinton a D. 
as a president. Bush uh, Senior uh, a D. Bush Junior an F. Obama a D. Trump A minus. And so far, Biden, if I can give him anything lower than an F, I probably would. And the reason I give Trump an A minus and not give him an A or A or anything above, like A plus or something, I guess, but uh, the slight minus is because he didn't deal with uh, Pelosi the way he should have dealt with Pelosi. Uh, he gave her too much free range. And I understand she's a Speaker of the House, but she did something that I thought was absurd in his time in office. She literally inserted herself and became more powerful than the president in the way she dealt with policy and the way she mishandled her position and the way she did the whole impeachment thing and and proved that if you have Congress and the media backing you up, you can do whatever you want, even lie and hoax an impeachment on the sitting president. Even after he's out of office, continue the witch hunt on the president. So, what's the purpose of having a commander-in-chief and a president of the United States when the Speaker of the House can put on a show like this and destroy a presidency for four years, concocting evidence, nonsense, lies, hoaxes, orchestrating bullshit? And we've all seen it. From Adam Schiff and his fake Ukraine phone call, Jerry Nadler and his nonsense, you know, uh, looking like the the penguin from Batman. I mean, look, I did some memes uh, yesterday, which I thought were pretty funny. Just uh, I was bored for an hour, and I was like, let me make a few memes. And I made one uh, which was, uh, you know, you know, memes are good when they come together organically, very easy. I did one of the Joker with uh, Joe Biden as the Joker, which was funny as hell. I might post that later on my website. AngelEspino.com, by the way. In fact, I'm going to do that. When I podcast the show, I'm going to post all the uh, memes so you guys check them out, you know, there. AngelEspino.com. And uh, funny stuff, I put them on the uh, Skype chat and uh, in the uh, Facebook chat also. Uh, for those that are in the chats uh, who want to take a look at those. Uh, but they'll be on my website live as well. Uh, but uh, Joe Biden is the Joker. Kamala Harris is uh, Talia Agul. Uh, AOC is Poison Ivy, Jerry Nadler, the Penguin, again, uh, let's see, Chuck Schumer was Mr. Freeze, Mitch McConnell, the Scarecrow, all perfect, right? And, of course, Trump is Batman. He's Batman, I mean, he really is. Uh, there's even a video clip on YouTube where they ask him, uh, Mr. President, are you Batman? And he's like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I mean, the dude's awesome. Uh, you know, he had a great sense of humor, and unfortunately, uh, for, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the people that actually understood what, you know, his jokes were a lot of times, uh, you know, now we have a person with no sense of humor at the White House, uh, who doesn't care about people? All he cares about is big corporations and the people that he that he wants to get paid, uh, which are again his buddies that are going to make billions of dollars, where the rest of us pay for it and suffer, right? 
you know that's that's happening. I mean, I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know where his money uh, is going to be uh, playing at, where you know his mindset is, as opposed to the president, which we all need, the real commander in chief, and. The campaign trail has started with... This is a cool clip. Uh, this is what I was talking about, the, the whole uh, I'm Batman thing. I'm going to play this for you guys. Uh, I mean, this, this is perfect. Uh, you know, I wasn't uh, going to play this, but the hell with it. The campaign trail has started with well over a year before the next U.S. president moves into the White House. But what does it take to become the next president of the United States? Perhaps only a billionaire superhero knows. Yes. Mr. Trump. Yes. Are you Batman? I am Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump's comments mark a comic episode in his campaign. Images here show Trump arriving at Manhattan Supreme Court to possibly be selected to cast a verdict in a trial. As with any celebrated fictional superhero, he was greeted by a throng of a hundred reporters and television crews. The real estate mogul's service came after state judge fined him $250 in March for failing to respond to summons to serve jury duty five times since 2006. Yes. Mr. Trump. Yes. Are you Batman? I am Batman. (laughs) The Republican candidate has since done little to dissuade any belief in his claims with an appearance for jury duty in a super limousine. I'm going to be honest, uh, he kind of is Batman. If you think about it, uh, uh, let's see, uh, billionaire, right? Philanthropist, yeah, check. Billionaire, check. Uh, let's see, uh, knows a lot of the inner workings of what, uh, you know, these people are doing behind the scenes, check. Uh, is for the American people and is uh, the last real president I think we we're going to have for a very long time, check. I doubt that Batman was a real president, but my goodness, uh, when you look at the players on the other side, they all look like cast right out of a Batman movie. They are like the arch villains. And uh, if you look at Bruce Wayne, a multi-billionaire with his own tower uh, named after him, his own building, like Wayne Tower, right? Wayne Manor, Trump Towers, Trump Manors. Is Donald Trump the Dark Knight? They're, you know, they're both hated by the mass media, right? They're both uh, despised by local authorities for being good and, and trying to do the right thing by the people. Ironic, right? Remember, in, in even in the Nolan trilogy, even the law went after Batman, who was trying to take down the bad guys. And the law went after him. And what did the law do? At the end of the day, they went after the good guy, Batman. Instead of you know focusing on the Joker, and the Joker did whatever he wanted, and this and the Dark Knight, what did he do? He destroyed millions of lives. And if Batman didn't stop him, he would have killed probably thousands and thousands of people in Gotham City alone. Now. We're in the in the real world, you know. This is not Gotham City. This is reality. But when you want to look at superhero movies and super, you know, hero comic books, and you want to kind of like, you know, draw a narrative, it is a pretty funny coincidence that 
Every single one of these cats literally look like a cast off from a Batman villain rogue uh, list. I mean, it's 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 hysterical. It really is. But now let's get back to other things that I wanted to, to touch on and, and get to another clip that I have here. Uh, this is about uh, the Keystone Pipeline, guys. Uh, this is, uh, let's see, the next clip on the Keystone Pipeline because uh, you got you to understand, the fallout is real, okay? Canada is involved, like I said, Mexico is involved. But you got to remember when this was signed and how important it was. And we're going to play this because Trump is in on this video talking about it. And then you're going to have the fallout and, and it's all on display here. And again, this is just a couple of days into the Biden-Harris misadministration. And again, folks, already we're feeling this being a very bad moment in time. And I, I cannot extenuate that enough. This is a bad moment in our time in our history of this country. Because we're witnessing literally the end of the Republic and the rise of the evil empire. If you want to take this to Star Wars uh, uh, lingo. This is when, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when the Empire rose, right? This is what we're witnessing, the rise of the Empire. And I guess you could say that uh, the Emperor uh, is Joe Biden, maybe. I guess he will get the, the label of the Emperor, I don't know. Kamala Harris would be, like, what? I hate to say that she's, like, Vader in this, but... Uh, I guess. Should be like the Darth Vader? I don't know. I have a hard time with putting my favorite villain of all time cinematically as, uh, in, in, put Kamala Harris in the same conversation, even though she's a much worse villain, I think. That she's worse than, and her and Biden are probably worse than Vader and the Emperor, to be honest, but, because this is reality and not fictional movies, but, uh, this is literally like the the fall of the republic and the rise of the empires we're facing. But check out this clip. This is the uh, the the Keystone Pipeline fallout as it continues, folks. I kid you not. This uh, this fallout is going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. So peep this out. Construction of the Keystone Pipeline something that's been in dispute and it's subject to a renegotiation of terms by us. We're going to renegotiate some of the terms and if they'd like, we'll see if we can get that pipeline built. A lot of jobs, 28,000 jobs. Been nearly four years to the day since President Trump greenlighted construction on the Keystone XL pipeline. You might remember at this time his conversations with foreign leaders were being leaked on a regular basis. He was accused of ruining relationships with our closest allies. So will the same now be said potentially of President Biden? Later today, he's going to speak with the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau after bringing us back to the Obama days, blocking the XL project which would have secured the transport of 830,000 barrels of oil each day, which firms up our energy independence, of course. Trudeau called this disappointment by the new President Biden, quote, disappointing. Other officials there are going further, talking about sanctions or retaliation against the United States. Joining me now exclusively, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney. Premier Kenney, thank you very much. Good to have you here today. Great to be here. 
So you have uh, had some pretty strong language on this. We understand that Prime Minister Trudeau will be speaking in the first phone call as president that uh, Joe Biden will have with a foreign leader this afternoon. Um, how do you, what's the impact on the relationship between our two countries over this? Well, first, we congratulate uh, President Biden on his inauguration and election and hope to have a really close and strong relationship. We have the biggest bilateral trade relationship in world history between Canada and the United States. But the biggest part of that trade is Canadian energy exports, largely from uh, our province here of Alberta. We have the third largest oil reserves in the world. We ship about nearly $100 billion worth of energy to the U.S. every year. Keystone XL would have been a significant, uh, safe, modern uh, increase in that shipment um, and it is very uh, it, it's very frustrating that one of the first acts of the new president was I think to disrespect America's closest friend and ally Canada um, and uh, to kill uh, good paying union jobs on both sides of the border and ultimately to make the United States more dependent on foreign oil imports from OPEC dictatorships we don't understand it then at the very least we believe that uh, those who have invested in this project, trusting in the regulatory process in the U.S. should be compensated by the U.S. administration. Yeah, well, you make a lot of great points there. I want to unpack uh, some of those with you, if I may. Um, one of them is that one of the greatest achievements we've seen in the past several years for the United States and Canada, for all of North America, is energy independence. So if you're Saudi Arabia and you're looking at the cancellation of this deal today, what's going through your mind? Exactly. This is a, this is a good day, a good decision uh, for the OPEC producers uh, in reducing Canadian shipments of energy to the world's largest energy consumer. Uh, in particular, Keystone XL would, like the current Keystone pipeline, largely ship uh, Alberta heavy crude, and many of the U.S. refineries down along the Gulf Coast are uh, keyed up to uh, process heavy. If they don't get it from Canada, they've got to get it from places ultimately like Venezuela, uh, and I don't see how that's in the interests of the United States. So our plea to the Biden administration is, uh, please take a, a half step back here, get into a conversation with your closest friend and ally, Canada, about how we can ensure a future for safe uh, energy exports, continental energy independence and security between Canada and the U.S., while also taking very seriously uh, climate policy and environmental policy. You know, uh, President Obama's State Department concluded after rigorous study that Keystone XL would actually reduce carbon emissions because the alternative will be right. shipping it by rail, which is higher emitting and less safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a great point. I don't, I don't know how they get around that in the Biden administration, because as you point out, five times the United States State Department evaluated the environmental aspects of the Keystone Pipeline deal. And all five times the State Department said that they could not find any increase in environmental uh, issues that would ri arise from this. So, you know, one of my questions for you is when you look at what happens now, right? So your, your country's put a billion dollars in taxpayer money into building this pipeline. It's not finished yet. Uh, so what happens now and how does this oil get from Canada to the Gulf? How will it get there? 
Well, first, we hope that Prime Minister Trudeau will raise it with the president and ask him to sit down and discuss this in the broader context of energy and the environment. We are so closely integrated in our economies uh, that that we need that kind of cooperation. Uh, secondly, uh, we are sending a message that there there should be uh, the Canadian national government should should stand up for our interests, just like we did against President Trump's unfair steel tariffs against our country, just like we stood up to his effort to rip up NAFTA, um, and so we. Hope hope a similar position is taken here. Ultimately, we would at the very least uh, demand that the U.S. government provide a compensation to Canadian investors, including uh, Alberta's government, uh, for having taken the U.S. regulatory process at face value. There was a a permit. It was legally approved. Investments were made on that basis. Um, But ultimately, Canadian energy continues to flow to the United States. One thing we're concerned about are political forces trying to decommission a number of other safe pipelines that have been operating for decades. So I would call on uh, our friends in the United States uh, to realize Canada is your closest friend and ally. We're a much safer source of energy to fuel your economy than OPEC dictatorships. Yeah, before I let you go, you called for potential sanctions against the United States over this decision. Do you think that Prime Minister Trudeau will go that far when he speaks with President Biden on that phone call? I don't know, but um, all I can do is represent the interests uh, of Albertans. We have the third largest oil reserves on Earth. Uh, We we ship nearly $100 of that to the United States. Uh, We need that partnership, and we need to defend that as well as other efforts to decommission longstanding pipelines. Doing so would be devastating to the American economy. Uh, We need to find a way to work together on these issues. I got to let you go. I know you're short on time, but just, you know, 30 more seconds here. When were you shocked by this decision? Uh, Did you look at President Biden as somebody who might say, well, let's look at this deal. Let's see how it's working. And maybe we want to pull out and maybe we don't. Well, I wasn't shocked because his campaign did say that they uh, would uh, veto the presidential permit. Having said that, I was really uh, disappointed that the the new president didn't uh, give enough respect to America's closest friend and ally to at least sit down with us and hear our case about how we've reduced carbon emissions from Canada's oil sands, about how this pipeline would operate on a net zero carbon emitting basis, about First Nations, uh, American Native communities that are uh, taking an, an ownership stake in this, about the huge support of unions, the economic benefits. We have a strong case to make, and we just wish the U.S. administration would let us make that case. Yeah, uh, very interesting. We're going to be following No dice, folks. Uh, I don't think that uh, Joe Biden gives a crap, to be honest with you. I don't think uh, Joe Biden uh, is going to do any negotiating in any way with Canada or Mexico or any of these places uh, when it comes to the Keystone Pipeline, I think the plan is, uh, it's already underway. You could call it Execute Order 66 or whatever you want to call this, but the plan is well underway, and the plan is to defund America. Uh, you know, Lilith uh, Sinclair, who's a member of Antifa and uh, friendly with the Black Lives Matter over in Portland, said it loud and clear, and I've played that clip over and over again, folks. This is not about defunding the police, or it, it, it's... Uh, much more than that for these people. This is about defunding and ending America as it is. Okay? And remember, Joe Biden doesn't even want to admit what Antifa is because he knows what's going on. He knows that these anarchists are controlling 
uh, I mean, controlled by the powers that be that he's in line with, and they're and they're pretty much feeding the narrative out there of what they want to do. It's about abolishing the United States. It's about abolishing the Constitution. It's about abolishing the police, uh, abolishing rule of law, and in 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 its place, placing Sharia law, placing this Muslim takeover of our country, placing their own version of the Constitution, and destroying any chance of any freedom that we have, because they're going to go after our Second Amendment. They're already going after that. We know that. Uh, they're, they're going after our freedom of speech. We know that. Uh, the President of the United States got censored on social media, folks. doesn't get you know more outrageous than that, but it happened. Trump got literally like silenced his last month on YouTube, Twitter, and all these outlets that literally banned him from tweeting and being a, a president of social media. Now, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, when social media wasn't around, it wasn't a big deal because the regular media would play the president's speeches and stuff. But if the, the media and social media are in cahoots and they ban the president and they don't want to show you you know what he is telling you uh and they're in cahoots with the the communist left or the socialist left that's dangerous they can silence anybody at that point you me if they can silence the commander-in-chief and and have voter irregularities to the point that he is no longer in office even though he won that election just think about what they could do to any one of us. They're, they're already saying uh, that if this uh, impeachment 2.0 again doesn't uh, follow through and it doesn't uh, uh, effectively give them what they want, which is the the uh, inability for him to ever run for office again. I mean, th- that's what it, this is about, because you can't impeach him anymore and kick him out of office. He's now a citizen. He's no longer the president, right? So now this thing is not about kicking him out of office, it's about preventing him from ever taking office again. Okay? Preventing that voice from being heard again that sparked a lot of people and opened up a lot of eyes to what really is going on. They don't want that. They want us back to sleep. They want us to take that blue pill, not the red pill. They want us back in the matrix that they've been concocting over the last 30, 40, 50 years. I'm a proud deplorable. That's why I wear the cap. Because I, I've I did my uh, awakening years ago before Trump even got into office. I started waking up to the nonsense and started smelling the brand that they were, you know, putting out there, and it smelled really bad, folks. And then Trump came along and ran, and uh, he said the right things, and he meant it. You know how he meant it. And he did right by us because what's Joe Biden uh, doing the first few days, huh? Undoing a lot of the stuff that he did in three years, like the Keystone Pipeline uh, deal, the negotiations with China, all good things for America that Trump was doing. That's how you know Trump was working his ass off during his three years while being lied upon on the Russian hoax, being completely destroyed in the media with lies and and complete made of made up nonsense which went nowhere millions were spent on the Russia impeachment hoax you know how Trump would say Russia 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 
And, you know, that's him being funny about it. But in reality, it, it was on a joke. You know, you have Eric Swallowswell in Congress, who was one of the leading uh, advocators uh, for the Russian collusion, right? And he was dating a Chinese spy, Fun Fun Feng Feng, whatever her name is. He had a, a Chinese spy in his office the entire time. That he's blaming Trump for being a, Rus- a Russian agent. Think about that. Literally, the guy sold out to China and has a Russian uh, has two Russian spies. I mean, two Chinese spies. One he's dating, the other Chinese spy working for him and his campaign. That guy. It's trying to tell us that, that Trump is sold out to the Russians. Isn't that hysterical? Just like it's funny that that Biden has uh, now trying they're trying to pass this uh, two trillion dollar bill. They're going to give money right back to China, or right back to Russia, and Iran. It's going to get a ton of money. And you know, people are like, "Yeah, but we're going to get two thousand dollars." No, you're not. No, 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 you're not. See, w- w- what they were going to do is uh, Trump wanted to give us $2,000 months ago, and they refused to, right? Right, right, right. Remember that we got a lovely check of 600 bucks a few weeks ago, right? Remember that? Do you know where that money came from? Do you, do you really know? Right? Well, that money came from the you know the, the stimulus package they passed, right? That included two grand. The reason we got six hundred is because Nancy Pelosi didn't want to pony up the other fourteen hundred. Yeah, she kept it from us because she didn't want uh, Trump going away, giving away two thousand dollars to the American people. That's why she also held stimulus money. That's why there was like five hundred billion that we could have had given away to the people in stimulus money for months, just being frozen because she didn't want. Trump's name on it. That's revenge tactics, folks. That's treason. Because people, like, literally have gone hungry and died because, you know, we have to shut the country down. And that money was there to help those people. And she refused to help those people in America. But they want to open the door to illegal aliens, right? But the citizens get to suffer. Both they're voted for and against Trump. We all get to suffer. Because of nasty Nancy Pelosi's hatred of Trump. But remember, her religious moral values do not allow her to hate. And if you even question her about hating Trump, she's going to look at you in the face and, and give you that evil look with her dentures about to fall out and tell you, you're wrong, I don't hate anybody. Well, if you're not full of hate, nasty Nancy Pelosi, then why are you trying to impeach him again after he's out of office? Why are you trying to go against the American public who voted 75 million strong for this guy? Why don't you move on and say, let's try to heal the nation and forget about all this impeachment stuff and let's really try to bring the country together? You're not doing any of that. You're just trying to further divide the country. Further hurt the institution of this nation. And Joe Biden is going to further destroy the infrastructure. Further destroy the economy. Again, 
fall of the republic, the rise of the evil empire. That's what we're witnessing, folks. That's what we're facing. And it does not get any more clear than that. It's uh, an outrageous uh, thing that's happening to our country right now. We're all seeing it. I'm a Cuban-American. I, You know, I've sadly, uh, I didn't get to live through it the first time, so I'm learning it for the first time visually, like experiencing how this feels. But my family went through this in Cuba. And that's why they left Cuba. Now I saw this play out on TV with Venezuela, and I was like, this could never happen in America. And now it's happening in America. And for the people on Twitter, people on Facebook, that are all so happy and, and are just, you know, like, marching along saying how much they love uh, this new misadministration. They don't know anything yet. They don't know any better. Some of them are already starting to wake up and smell the brand of coffee that's being served, and it smells like dog shit. It smell like coffee. And some of them are starting to wake up. A little late, but they're starting. some of them are waking up to it. And then, you know, of course, you have your, your mental midgets and your, and lack of a better word, your retards, who are never going to wake up. They're completely, they're stupid. It's not that they're sold out and being paid for. They're just stupid. And some people are just stupid and their ideology are so boneheaded, they can't see reality. They can't see the facts as it's being presented. They only see their version of reality, which is manipulated, concocted, and conditioned by evil. And they don't even think that's evil. It's like Anakin in Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan tells him, the Sith are evil. And Anakin replies, Not, you know, to me, the, the Jedi are evil. But we, the audience, know the Jedis are the, the guardians of good. The Sith are the evil Darth of the, uh, of the, uh, of the Force. They're the evil users of the Force. They're evil. Right? That's the Dark Empire. The Empire. The evil, corrupt Empire. Right? And, uh, like Anakin's point of view there, there's a lot of people like that in, in this world who really think that Democrats, the left, the liberals are going to give them, you know, the exact America that they, uh, they're going to love and it's going to be prosperous for them. But they're wrong. It never works out. Communism, socialism, Marxism never works out. It's been tried over and over and over again. Leads to failure every single time. And it's just going to happen again. And then what are we going to do when we lose our democracy and we lose our freedoms here? I mean, Joe Biden has already lied about, you know, fracking. He said he's going to stop fracking, that he's going to continue fracking. He's gonna, he doesn't, you know, Joe Biden is a, a clean slate. He doesn't know what the hell's going on half the time. He's a blank slate. He'll say whatever he has to say at any given moment to get suckers to vote for him. And then he does whatever his masters told him he has to do. Like, that's why you have him flip-flopping all over the place. And that, of course, and he's a, a known liar and a con artist. But, I mean, you don't have to hear me say that. I mean, he's been in, in what, 48 years now in the Senate and Congress and now the presidency and vice president. In that time, he's never done a single thing pro-America. 
All he's done is line his pockets with money. His crackhead son, who took in millions from companies that were being investigated, that he went and he uh, had a little a powwow with the uh, folks in Ukraine, and he said, hey, you, uh, you fired this guy, or, you know, we're not giving you the money. Quid pro Joe. Why can't, I mean, I know they're impeaching him for that. Uh, that in itself should have disqualified him for being president. He is on record admitting to a quid pro quo during his time as vice president. Now, if you're going to impeach Trump, Kate made a great point about this. If you're going to impeach Trump who's out of office, can we go back now and impeach, say, Obama for Benghazi? For allowing uh, Joe over there to get away with the quid pro quo. And if we impeach Obama and disqualify him and maybe uh, Biden here from taking office again, does this mean that this presidency is completely fraudulent? Because if we're going to impeach Trump, I mean, at this point we can impeach any past president, right? Like Kate said. Excellent point uh, brought, to her, brought by her, by the way. If you guys haven't checked out our show, Around the Campfire with Kate, uh, which is, airs on PSN Radio and PSN uh, TV every uh, week on Thursdays and Sundays, uh, 8 p.m. with Kate. And uh, it's a, a fabulous look at intel militarily that she gets. And uh, not only intel, but... Um, you know, just her own point of view on what she's seen uh, that's been happening in, in this nation, and uh, and she's uh, she's on point with uh, a lot of the things she talks about. So check her show out; it's really really good. <clears throat> I got about twenty minutes before I gotta uh, head out of here. I got, of course, uh, Kaiser waiting to uh, get on. Shout outs to Kaiser, my, my homie. And uh, he'll be on with us uh, here shortly to do his show, uh, Castle Talk Radio. And then after him, uh, we have Mitchell Nicholas uh, Gerber with his uh, show, uh, Unleashed Truth Radio, following that. So there's a lot, uh, this is going to be a lot more radio tonight. And, of course, you know, this uh, kind of thing is going to be talked about. We have four years to talk about this, folks. And, and four years of possibly uh the worst administration in the history of the country and sadly enough i don't know if we'll be around all four years to be able to talk about it because we're going to probably end up getting silenced shortly by these people i mean they're really going after our freedom of speech you think us podcasters are going to get uh to be able to say this stuff for long I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. Right now we have Rumble, and a couple of new places that are popping up. But the the big outlets like YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. I mean, how long are they gonna, you know, let us all speak our minds? They already banned the president. They could ban any one of us. I mean, I I'm censored on Facebook as it is. I can't post my angelespino.com on Facebook or on Instagram. It's banned. I'm shadow banned. Are you kidding me? I'm shadow banned for speaking the truth. Think about that. If you go to my website, it's very innocent, angelospino.com. I mean, there's something crazy there. I don't have any videos of people like you know getting murdered or slaughtered. It's not like uh, banned.tv or 
or Infowars where I'm, I'm selling a bunch of products that, that, uh, or I'm giving you all this uh, conspiratorial information. No, my stuff is what's in the news. It's my personal blog. It's my personal take on things. My personal take on things, right? With all my artwork, I do all my own stuff. But yet somehow I'm too dangerous for Facebook and Instagram. So they've shadow banned me. What's that about? I, 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 I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But I have another clip I wanted to air out uh, here in, uh, in I want to play for you guys. This is, uh, let's see. Oh, this is the lovely Ocasio-Cortez, who has a lot more deliciously stupid things to say. You know, she's my favorite uh, nincompoop in Congress. She really is. Uh, not because uh, I think she's hot or anything. God forbid she really isn't. Um, you know, even though some people are like, man, she is such a hottie. How can you hate her? And I'm like, uh, well, because I don't, uh, I don't just think with my penis, you know. I, I think uh, with my uh, brain, uh, something she clearly doesn't have. Uh, and I, I hate racism. I hate racist. And she clearly is a racist. I mean, this is a girl who has never had financial issues. I mean, she comes from a, a good family that has money, went to a really good school. Uh, one that I couldn't afford. She never had a hard time dealing with life. Uh, she's never had uh, a hard job. I mean, she was a bartender for a while before she became a, congr- a congresswoman. Think about that. She was picked out, right, because of her looks from uh, being a bartender by Sink and a bunch of his idiots from the Young uh, Jerks or the Young Turds or whatever you want to call them. And, uh, you know, because she was part of that socialist Democrat uh, group, they picked her up because her brother went in and uh, called in and said, yeah, my sister, I want to, like, uh, see if you guys would audition her. So she's not even a real congressperson. She has a whole bunch of people behind her that put her there. They picked that one place in New York where they knew that she would be a shoe-in because she, being of uh, Puerto Rican descent, uh, she was right in the alley where a bunch of Puerto Ricans said, Oh, Boricua, vamos a por ahí, and they all went and voted for uh, you know the Puerto Rican lady. They they didn't know any better. They didn't know her policies or how crazy and deranged this lunatic was. And since she's been there, she's literally done nothing for the Bronx. She's done nothing for New York. Nothing for Puerto Ricans. She's done nothing but cry, lie. Trash Trump, trash the administration, trash the country, pretend that she's afraid for her life because of the D.C. Capitol thing. Oh, my God, all these white supremacists are are trying to kill me, she said. Really, Ocasio-Cortez? Really, white supremacists are trying to kill you, of all people? You are the one that they're going after? So it wasn't about Trump, you know, it wasn't about, you know, the rule of law or anything like that. It was, they were trying to kill you, because you're the center of attention, right? All these Congress people and these white supremacists all looking to kill you, Ocasio-Cortez, because you're so special, you're so important, you need to die violently, right? 
I mean, who gets, uh, who get, why does she get a pass with the crap that she says? She's a lunatic. This lady is off her meds. Watch this. I'm not even making this shit up. I wish I was, but I'm not. What we saw last week was not just a violent coup attempt, um, but we also saw a dereliction of duty and a betrayal of our country and a betrayal of the oath that we swear. And that is why I have demanded the resignations of Senators Ted Cruz, Senators Josh Hawley, um, majority leader, Republican majority, or rather Republican minority leader in the House, um, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, um, along with, with many others, because this is not just about political opinion or partisanship. This was about the abandonment of our sworn oath for what? For personal ambition? For greater loyalty? Did y'all, like, hear that nonsense? Greater loyalty to a base? Uh, isn't that what you're doing there, grandstanding Ocasio-Cortez? I mean, how does a bartender at a taco bar get into Congress through the Bronx? Now she's demanding for these people to lose their jobs. The ball's on this woman. Who made her queen? I mean, Pelosi thinks she's the queen. That's why they're butting heads, right? Because they both think they're in charge. You, you, you see the mentality here? This is a chick who's not even old enough to run for presidency. She's not old enough to be the commander-in-chief, but she wants to be above the law. This is the same person who went out of her way last year during the Summer of Love to say that the uprisings needed to happen. I, I played the audio here before. I played the video before. She was endorsing violence last year. Now, all of a sudden, after she wanted to defund the police and she was all for the, the uprising, the violence, the looting, the shooting, the killing, and the murders, now, all of a sudden, now she's against all that because now she thinks that they're trying to kill her. Oh, my God, she's such a victim. <gasps> white supremacy. Oh, my God. They keep going back to white supremacy like... Really, people? White supremacy? Is that, I mean, are we still at that nonsense? I mean, if you're so stupid that you believe the white supremacy is the problem here, that you're not paying attention. Because uh, John Sullivan is not a white guy. He was at the D.C. Capitol. He was part of the rioters, the looters, or whatever you want to call them. And he belongs to Antifa and Black Lives Matter. He was arrested. In fact, intel is coming out now from his arrest on several others. By the way, he was an actor also. He was an Olympian uh, black guy. And he went in with a Trump hat, dressed like a Trump supporter, not a Trump supporter. In fact, he admitted so on CNN with Anderson Pooper Scooper. 
Okay, and that's how they arrested this cat. And he was arrested, and he let out the bag. There was about 250 people there that belonged to Antifa and Black Lives Matter. 250 people. And while Trump was still on stage, because remember he arrived late and he was giving his speech, they were already uh, in the Capitol. So he was still on stage, which was 30 minutes away from the Capitol. Okay? So at no point had he even said, let's go to the Capitol yet, when they're already going into the Capitol. I've seen the footage of police officers opening the gates, opening the doors, letting these people in. There's footage of them walking through the velvet rope. I've seen that also before all hell breaks loose. Now, why did all hell break loose? The instigators? It's coming out more and more that they were actually paid by the left. And those who voted with their heartstrings being, you know, scared. They voted down on checking into the irregularities on the election because they felt that Trump instigated a coup, right? All you you rhinos and Republicans who turned coat at the last minute. They only did it because they fell for the trick that was laid out by the left. They knew that Trump was going to have a rally. So they brought in Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and the uh, the Boogaloo Boys, which also was involved. And they're, uh, you know, they, they they were trying to paint them as white supremacists. Uh, they are actually white supremacists, the Boogaloo Boys. They, they really are. But they're Antifa, Black Lives Matter friendly white supremacists. Because you see, in white supremacy, right, there's a little thing called unity with your other enemies' enemies, right? So if you have an enemy, which is at this uh, case of the Republicans, Trump, and the country, and you want to take it down, you become friends with normally people that will be your enemy. Boogaloo boys have done that. Antifa has done that. They've joined forces. Who makes up most of Antifa? Gay, alphabet people, we've seen that already. Um, let's see, there's a lot of, you know, mixed young, uh, uh, punk rock kids. And in fact, the whole Antifa movement started in the uh, punk rock era of the 80s. So that's a big part of the whole Antifa stuff. And Black Lives, uh, you know, the organization are Marxists, uh, trained. And a lot of the people in the Black Lives Matter movement are not even black. They're white. Uh, people who uh, hate their so-called white privilege and they've been conditioned to hate themselves, so they've joined this uh, disgusting movement of hate. You know, this is domestic terrorism at its finest, folks. I can tell you that much. Uh, this is nothing more than a modern-day KKK. In fact, that the KKK are laughing their ass off somewhere. They're like, oh, man, we don't have to like do any more of the old... Uh, KKK stuff, they're doing it onto themselves now. And that's your white supremacy. Remember, the, the KKK was created by who? The left. The Democrats. Jim Crow laws. Who did that? Democrats. Let's not forget who freed the slaves. Republicans. And I'm not a Republican, but I gotta be honest, you know, Abe Lincoln was a Republican. Martin Luther King, Republican. And he was against all the same, you know, he was against the crap that the left is in favor of. 
Martin Luther King was against Marxism, against socialism and communism. He was for unity, which is what the Republicans today and, and probably always have been about. And for those nincompoops who still say, well, there was a switch. There was a big switch. There was never a switch, folks. You know why? Ted Kennedy never switched parties. And the whole supposed switch happened during the time he was already a senator. And he was the biggest Democrat there was. If anybody would have been part of a, a switch, would have been Ted Kennedy. He would have been a Republican at the time of death. But he was still a Democrat. So what's your switch? That never took place. What happened was some people switched because they were Republicans and they, they were racist. They were part of the, the, the KKK. They, they were, you know, out of their league because that's not what the Republicans wanted in their, in their party. So they left and became Democrats because that was the party of hate, the party of slavery, the party of Jim Crow, the party of Planned Parenthood. And Barry Goldwater was one of those who made that big switch. And along with him was one of the Goldwater girls known now today as Hillary Clinton, who made the Republican to Democrat switch. So there were a few people that made that switch, but it wasn't a party switch. Don't confuse individual switching a party from an actual party switching ideologies. It doesn't work that way. There's two different things. But see, they feed you false information, and most people are stupid. They'll do their own research or homework. So they fall for the narrative. They drink the Kool-Aid. They stay in the Matrix. They stay in La La Land. And that's unfortunately where a lot of you are still in. So I hope that my show here at least goes a little bit in, in the way of uh, opening some eyes, waking some of the people up that are out there. Because I know some people don't catch it live because you got lives yourself, uh, yourselves, but you might see the videos on YouTube, on DLive, Twitch, Twitter, wherever you, you might catch it later on. Uh, you might hear it on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify. This show's everywhere, folks. We're like 50 Cent all over the streets right now. Okay? We're everywhere. And wherever you might be listening to, I hope that you know I'm able to, to kind of spark your your mind a little bit and make you aware of what's really what's happening in this country and in the world in general. We're right now because of what happened in the election, because of this misadministration we have in place, we're facing the beginning of the new world order. This is well, I wouldn't say the beginning, but this is the major transition into the new world order or the great reset. They wanted it to implement. Remember that term. They, remember that term. Keep that in your mind. The Great Reset. That's the New World Order taking over. This is no longer a republic by the people for the people. This is now the evil empire that is taking over the world, and we're the last piece of the chess pieces that are, they've been trying to get into for many years. And it's not just communist China, it's not just communist Russia, and it's not just Iran that is communist and feeds into domestic and terror worldwide. No, uh, it's a lot of other countries that are also in on this, the Arab nations that are in on this. Uh, there's a lot of people that want this kind of thing. United Nations, for crying out loud, are all sold out into this crap. 
So I hope that, you know, with this show and a lot of the other shows on PSN Radio and PSN TV and uh, really in general public streaming network, that we are able to really, you know, spark at least your your mind into thinking outside the box and really starting to do your own research. Don't take my word ever for anything. Do your own homework. Do your own research. I'm just a guy in front of a camera and in front of a microphone just saying my part. I'm nobody in the bigger picture. I, I'm, I'm a nobody. But you are the voice and reason in the minds of the future. Those of you that are watching and listening that are younger than I am, and you are the ones that are going to lead the way once I'm gone and once the rest of us are gone that are older than you. And if you're my age or older, then you know what I'm talking about, and you know that we are the resistance. Well, there, there, there might be the Rebel Alliance coming up uh, ahead of us, but we are the resistance, and we have to resist the evil empire, which is the misadministration that we have right now in the White House. We have to put back uh, a fight not a physical one, because if we go out there and we start doing what they did last year, we're all going to go to prison for 20, 30, 40, 100 years, and we'll be all f- fucked. Because that's what they want us. They want us to really go out there and burn and, and do what they did. Because while they got and let go, you know that's not going to happen to us if we if we fight back. We're going to get thrown into the slammer. Look what they, they're trying to do to Kyle Rittenhouse. A guy who defended himself while he was being attacked and possibly was about to get killed, they tried to throw him in prison for the rest of his life. Think about that, guys. So don't get crazy. Let's not go out there and do what they did. But we need to peacefully protest. We need to make our voices heard, like the president, uh, the real president, Donald Trump, said. And we need to make sure that we take our country back the right way and not allow them to do what they're doing and you know what if they're going to start impeaching the president in february we need to be vocal we need to march down there we need to go and make sure that they understand that they're taking the right of a possible president from being reelected. that we the people voted for him at 75 million strong and i'm not calling for violence i don't want any violence but we need to really unite and we need to make them understand that we're not going to take this crap anymore. Now, folks, with that said, I am all out of time. If you like what you've seen here for the last couple hours, please, you know what to do. Subscribe to the channel. And by all means, give me a thumbs up. Let me know what you think by leaving a comment below. As always, that comes in a beautiful beautiful awareness of what i'm doing here for the future so i know if you like it or not for more future content also you can check out again my website angelespino.com as i leave everything there for free for you guys to uh take a peek at listen to and visualize this is public streaming network and SoFlow radio shout outs to all my friends out there like the pirates uh, jeffrey Ryder and the uh, World Pirate uh, Radio Podcast Network, and, of course, Global Enlightenment Radio Network as well. Odin, I'm coming for you next, buddy. Mm. So till next time, folks, stay safe, stay clean, stay proud, stay American, and stay safe from the Kung Flu, because, man, I would hate to lose you to the Kung Flu. Again, 13 people. Nobody's died so far. Knocking on wood that we don't lose anybody. Because I think, to be honest with you again, folks,
a bunch of bullshit. But you didn't hear that from me, YouTube. I didn't, I didn't say that. Till next time, guys. I'll see you on Thursday. Peace.